0: Welcome to Stories in the Dark, a podcast about strange and creepy things. Come listen to the dark. Hello, my creeps. Welcome to the second episode of our spooky season collection. This week, we'll be listening to The Devil's House. It is a story about what lies behind the disguise. What happens when you go to a Halloween party? What will you find? What happens when you look behind the mask? Is it a mask? Happy Halloween. My darlings. The invitation was hand-delivered on very old-fashioned heavy paper with little witches and ghosts and skeletons drawn on it. A Halloween party! It had been ages since I'd been to a proper party on All Hallows Eve and sometimes a girl wants to do more than work. So I decided to go, even though I wouldn't know many people, in fact, I barely knew the host. I hoped it would be a proper Halloween party as a very old fashioned girl. I quite love traditions. As the night drew closer, I finished my costume. I had actually decorated this year. Many years I didn't, but I wanted to be in the right mood. I was nostalgic for the things of my youth, so I'd gone quite overboard with skeletons and pumpkins, knives and bloody handprints cobwebs and scythes in the yard. I told my assistant I would be off for the night and I ignored the faint look of panic in his eyes. I just smiled coldly with lots of teeth and reminded him I hadn't had a vacation in ages. My nails were long and black. I wore a black dress with a deep V in front and put on the black wig and the red lips and the lovely, lovely eyeliner. Fortunately, my skin is naturally pale, so I didn't have to powder to get the perfect look. I winked in the mirror and put on a campy smile and thought Elvira would quite enjoy it if she knew I was dressing as her. The mirror told me I was ready, so I blew it a kiss and swept out the door, heading to the Halloween party, the party of the century, if you believed the invitation. I had my doubts. The house was a local legend, one of those houses that stood for generations and harbored the kinds of secrets everyone pretended to hate but secretly loved telling. Especially on Halloween. I wondered how long the host had been in the house, or if he had just rented it for the month. He usually preferred something a little more modern, but again, I hadn't seen him in forever. The house loomed over the neighborhood, and it was perfect for this night. Hulking and gray in the darkness, with turrets and a wrought iron fence and the traditional decorations. He had even planted scarecrows. My lips curved in a delicious smile. Jack-o'-lanterns with black candles lined the walkway up to the house, and my clicking heels echoed hollowly into the night. I checked the moon. It wasn't quite midnight the house was full of dancing monsters horns and fangs and green gray skin people dressed as ghosts and ghouls and superheroes and oddly doctors i wasn't sure i liked this new trend of humorous and whimsical costumes people dressing as TV characters in cereal boxes. But I know I am more old fashioned than most. A hellhound served me a blood red cocktail and I laughed. It fizzed and burned and smoked all the way down. I danced with a demon and then a unicorn And then a lovely fairy who kissed me without smudging my lipstick she knew who i was the tv doctors toasted my mistress of the dark outfit although a few mistook me for morticia adams i didn't mind the drinks were good and the snacks were fun a few of the guests disappeared into rooms together and i nodded to myself i had suspected it would be that kind of party some of them came out again and some did not some came back alone and i smelled blood in the air out back in a yard decorated like a graveyard i found one of the tv doctors sacrificing the unicorn on an altar The knife looking so very fake among all these campy decorations. The fairy and one of the demons were doing some unnatural things, or I suppose a very natural thing, in the kitchen. They asked me to join them and while I was tempted, I declined. People started disappearing faster vanishing into different parts of the house, and I could hear screaming over the music. I was getting worried. Maybe it was time to go. The demons and the ghouls took off their costumes and stood bare in the red light. Blood was running in rivers, and the humans in the room panicked and tried to get out. The door slammed shut and I tried to hide in a corner, hoping it would be over soon, hoping they wouldn't notice me. The music filled the air like blood, pounding to the beat of a heart, and someone turned it up so the screams in the room sounded like part of a soundtrack. Everything looked fake, so campy, but it was all real. Hellhounds dragged a woman out of the room, and she clawed at the floor and looked at me for help. But I looked away. There was nothing I could do for her. A hand fell on my shoulder, and I sighed. I should have known I would not escape this. I turned, and he was standing there. He was magnificent, even better than I remembered tall, with his lovely angular face and his pointed beard and his red leather cape and his bare chest, slick and clean and smelling like fire. I stood and of course I bowed. No costume, my lord, I asked him, for it always pays to be polite to the devil. He shrugged his red spun black eyes taking me in. They think everything is a costume, my darling. What of this? He waved a clawed hand at my outfit. Are you also dressed as yourself? If I could have blushed, I would have. My vanity gets me every time. A costume within a costume. I replied, for who is Elvira dressed as if not me? The devil put his arm around me and breathed me in as he walked me out of the room. The screaming had almost stopped. Every room was filled with guests, or pieces of them at least. Blood dripped the walls and pooled on the floor and the smell of it filled the air like body spray at a strip club the demons and fairies and the ghouls were dancing again eyes glazed with rapture drinking the fizzy red punch and licking the blood from each other's skin we toured the house together He was quite proud of every room and he showed me how everyone died as he told me the morbid history of the house. I knew it all already, of course, but he was so happy to play tour guide and, as I mentioned, I was very old fashioned. You never insult your host especially if he is the actual devil. Finally, at last, he brought me to his bedroom, a lovely master suite that took up the top floor of the house. There was no blood here and I relaxed. Everything downstairs had been a bit much for me, a bit too stimulating. It was, after all, my one night off. My darling, he whispered, his hot breath in my ear, warming me as no one else could. You told me no last time. You told me not in this lifetime, he reminded me leading me into the room, holding my cold hand in his, my skin so pale against the flush of his fingers, sharp claws pressed into me. I did say that, I conceded, looking at the lovely room, all black and gray and heavy fabrics, black candelabras, a glittering black, chandelier skulls decorated the mantle and the fire in the fireplace burned blue around the edges he had certainly gone all out did you like the party he asked ever the gentleman his claw stroked the back of my hand and another one slid down my back It was a good party, of course. You always did know how to turn everyone into beasts. He threw back his head and laughed. I watched his sharp teeth and shivered again. He noticed and he grinned at me and he pulled me close to him. The music was still playing and he pulled me into a dance. We swayed together and the wine and the heat set me to buzzing that in his hand on the small of my back. But you were impressed, weren't you? He purred, not even a question. For he knew, he who was so proud, who had so much pride and so much reason for it, he knew I melted into him then. I had put him off before, but I wouldn't this time, and he had known before I did. Yes, you old trickster, of course I was impressed. Killing all your party guests was quite a good touch. And the fairy, he teased. I laughed. And the fairy, you know how I love them. Of course I do, my dear and his sharp teeth grazed my neck everyone does but tell me have I won you over this time? I looked into his eyes yes, this time although my assistant will be quite cross with me in the morning he drew me over to the bed my darling he said you deserved a night off i hope to make it worth your while after all death does work so hard and i do but the devil had been chasing me for quite a while and there are only so many centuries one could resist his charms And so the devil wooed me that night. He wooed death and he bought my love with a hundred deaths, one for every day I'd made him wait this time. And we fell into each other with the hunger of the damned, the aching loneliness of those who will live forever. And it was terrible, and it was epic, and he, of all the creatures in the world, he finally brought warmth to my cold life, if only for a little while.